and welcome to another episode of The Kosh Cast on underthekoshblog.com, although there's nothing on it, and at under, under the kosh on Twitter. My name is Alex. Birdie is it? I was wondering what was going on with the website, I won't lie. So that was, <laughs> that was good timing. We need to de- Hi, decommission that shit. Manan, how are you? Yeah, I'm fantastic, man. I'm good. It's still, it's still up as one of my tabs on Google Chrome. When- <laughs> Every day I'm like, I might write an article. Like, I might. <laughs> I know, right? I know. But no, I, I keep, similarly, I keep thinking I need to take it out of my intro. <laughs> but, but like, yeah, anyway, it's there. There are, there are some some fantastic articles on there from years years prior. But It's nice like to go back and like when something happens and prove that we've talked about it three years before it kind of came to fruition, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That is like Hamas, yeah. Remember like when Hamas went to Madrid, we dug yeah. up the article, Hamas Flavor of the Month, and we were proven right and all that, everything. There's a couple, Sunderland, there's a lot, you know. That That's true. In fact, I, Bernie, I think you mentioned this recently. Um, but those articles where we we made predictions and we pissed fan groups off, <laughs> like the Everton fans and the Sunderland fans, and they just came on in their droves to tell us to fuck off back to Canada and like <laughs> stick to hockey and all that stuff. That that is worth keeping. It's now true. I yeah. would frame those articles, <laughs> and anytime any one of them says some shit, take a picture and send it to them. I feel like we should send that link for the Everton one to Ancelotti and say, "Listen, man, you're going down." <laughs> Yeah, and the Hamas one. Yeah, <laughs> of yeah. based content. together in one. <laughs> All right. Well, happening. what's yeah. happened this week? Yeah, we we've got I think three main categories of things to talk about. One is the Community Shield, the other is transfers, and the last is the All or Nothing documentary. Is, anything else? Anything is, else to add to the agenda? Yeah, I was just gonna think: Is Messi under transfers, or does it need like its own category of what the hell is going on? Barcelona. <laughs> that is a fair question. I, I, th- I think that has to be its own its own section. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. It, it's we've its never own. seen anything like it. I think this is like. <laughs> I think we've, yeah. I think this is unprecedented in football. Like that 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 kind of scale of a player with that trans. Like it's it's crazy. Like I mean, you've you've seen the number of tweets online. You've seen like baseball teams and basketball teams and stuff like all. But it's yeah, true. football. It's true. Let's start with the football. All right. So community shield. Uh, now. I, I have a question. It's called the Community Shield, or it used to be called the Charity Shield, because the money from the gate receipts goes to charity. There were no gate receipts, so like, did they just stiff charity on this one? The charity was the performance that Arsenal gave to its fans. I think that was its. <laughs> you mean in previous in previous like years or like you no, won the game, mate? Game. What do you mean? <laughs> I know, but charity is like a good thing. It's not a bad thing. Like they, oh, they... because you keep calling Arsenal Arsenal football charity, so I don't know how you use that term anymore. Oh, no. that's <laughs> when we changes. give. That's when we give money to players and don't play them. That's just a charity. We're just like yeah. here, have some money. Don't worry about it. Oh, we're we're gonna come to that. But uh, yeah, I mean, Mohamed, you you just watched the game back uh, the other night. You weren't able to see it live, um, and you tried desperately not to. Not yeah. to find out the details and what have you. But so, what what was your take? I um, well, my first take at the game started was you know people were saying what kind of lineups your team's going to put up, and I looked at Liverpool's lineup and it was pretty much a full starting eleven except Alexander. Uh, I think it was Trent Alexander Arnold was the only one that did it. Here we go with a stupid. You, s- you said his name in the right order. Anyways, I know. Oh, Let's just call him Trent. I think he's the only one that wasn't a. St- 
start, or maybe Milner did play and someone else would have, but like it was quite, you know, strong, I think nine or 10 out of 11, which was very surprising. I guess, again, you want to, you know, get people into form before the season starts with such a weird time off and not really having a break, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then Arsenal had much more of a rotated 11. Um, you know, El Neni back from loan starting. You had Inketia instead of Lacazette. You had a few changes, but and I thought, you know what? Let's see. Let's see how things go. And I was really impressed by just again what Arteta is able to get out of a bunch of average players. You know, compared to the, to their Liverpool counterparts, they're not. You know, they're not world beaters by any chance. You've got Maitland Niles, and you've got young players in Tierney and Saka and, and all that. So. I was very impressed with our performance. I thought our goal is another one, you know, if it takes you back to the goal we scored against City, we have those moves in us where we have like a 20 pass move all the way from keep from the keeper um, with always ending with an Aubameyang kind of moment of brilliance. And I really enjoyed the performance and it just kind of, again, it's the hope that kills, but it gives you good hope for the season to come. Yeah, man, I, I agree. Bernie, did you see this game or just highlights? No. Honestly, I didn't know what was happening until, <laughs> like, I think you, so one of you put it on the thread. I was like, what? <laughs> this is a thing. I, because of the pandemic, you know, the build up to football, I don't know what's going on. I didn't even know when the start of the season was. So it's, you know, I didn't. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it, it wasn't fun. Like, the Champions League fixtures and stuff were like doing my, my mind. And I was like, what's going on? Who's playing when? I couldn't even remember who. <laughs> insane yeah it is Alex, what the game? i i i felt similarly to you i i was yeah I, as you said wasn't sure what kind of teams we would see out there and it was it was much more of a mix on arsenal side than it was on liverpool's um which makes the result even more impressive i think something that we didn't anticipate from arteta is the level of pragmatism that he displays like this is a man who you know wenger uh pep admittedly Moyes, and maybe, maybe this is where he picked it up. But this is a man who's been with some of the best attacking coaches in the world. And we thought, you know, he's going to come in, try and implement some Pep-style system of play. And you do see elements of that, like the goal where they're building up from the back and knocking it around and what have you. But he basically took over this team. And after a few weeks, he said, right, we're not good enough to play great football. So basically, we're going to a 5-4-1. That's essentially what Arsenal are playing. Kieran Tierney, yeah, you're a left back, but come and be his left left sided centre half. Um, David Luiz needs to be in a three, so let's build the system around him. And he's implemented this this counter attacking system, which is not something Arsenal have done for for a long time. Like the Invincibles counter attacked well, it wasn't a counter attacking system. This is what it is, and it's just not what we expected from Arteta. And that's quite refreshing after, you know years of complaining that Wenger was too dogmatic and never changed his style and what have you. And then Emery, who d- didn't know what day it was. Um, he knew what time of day it was, but not which day it was. Even um, So <laughs> it's, it's really quite... Thank you, Bernie. As if people weren't sure. <laughs> Always. Anyway, so, yeah, it's just... It's 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 cool. It's, it's nice to see. Um, you, you brought up Pep there. Alex, yes, just a quick thing. You brought up Pep there and you said, you know, the similarities in, in a goal. I think the similarities I see is is in that changing information. He, we defend in a different formation than the one we attack in. And that's a very Pep thing. And we saw it in this game with, like you said, 5-4-1 in defense. And then when we attack, Ainsley Maitland-Niles goes from a left wing back to almost 
another center mid slash winger when Aubameyang then pushes centrally with Inketia. Like it's very for such for a team that is young. I mean, they are young, bar a few players um, with a young manager and all that. For them to kind of implement something, I was very impressed with Maitland-Niles, and I think he was man of the match for me. But where he played in defense and where he played in attack, the whole system shifted from that five-four-one to almost like a four-four-two-ish in attack where Aubameyang would join centrally with Nketiah. Maitland-Niles would become a left winger instead of a left wing back. And then it would just transition back and forth between both formations in the game. And that was that was very impressive. I thought that was fantastic. My, my question for you guys, um, without watching the game, just looking at the bench. And Saliba's on the bench, I can see. Uh, I don't think some other guys on the bench are going to, you know, be here uh, long-term, like Class Nash, for example. But we know Gabriel's coming in. Saliba is probably at some point going to start, you know, be starting games. Does Does the presence of... Let me say, quote unquote, better defenders because we don't we don't know. But it, does does that change how the formation will look? Like, do you need a three if you have two reliable def- center defenders? Is that like, what do you guys think is going to be the future of that? So, I am interested to to see what Mahana thinks. I I think a couple of things. One is if David Luiz is going to play, then you were likely to mostly see a three because it, we've established that that's what he needs. Gabriel and Saliba are very unlikely to play in a two because A, there's 15 other centre-backs. B, they're both new. C, Saliba's 19 years old, right? Like You're not going to throw them both in in a back four. Um, And then then there's the the pragmatic side of it, which is that like in a lot of the games, we're going to struggle against against very good teams. And so Arteta probably wants to go with this kind of system that that did really well at the end of last season and looks to be doing well at the beginning of this. So I don't think we'll see I don't think we'll see those two new guys in a back four anytime soon, but maybe ease them in in the cups and the Europa League and what have you. Yeah, I think Arteta likes the back five. I think Luis will play central. I think you'll get potentially with time Saliba on his right and then on his left again with time Gabriel like eventually i think we're going to end up with Saliba David Luiz Gabriel with Tierney with Tierney moving to the left wing back position and then potentially either Bellerin or Ainsley Maitland-Niles in the right wing position one of them is probably not going to be here at the start of the season you're going to get Cedric definitely here one of those two guys will not be here i oh, mean Bellerin and- are we're, we're tra- no Bellerin and Maitland-Niles i don't think okay. both of them, i don't think all here come the end of the season but we'll see uh, sorry, beginning of the season, but I think I think Tierney will. He's very good where he's needed. He just seems to be so solid everywhere. But I think he's really good at that left wing back position too. Um, he's proven that. So I think eventually, you know, if you're not gonna bleed in both Saliba and Gabriel at the same time, you might end up with Saliba, Louise, and Tierney in a back three with potentially Maitland now staying at left wing back. But yeah, I don't think you're gonna see a back four soon because David Louise is not gonna play in one, and the other guys are not. Um, kind of, they just they just don't have the experience. And then you've got what's his name, Pablo Marie, which I th- don't know if Arteta really wants him. It seemed like one of Sanle's spies, and uh, you know, I don't think he really wants him here. And he's 27. I thought he was much younger than that. So I think I that's a, that's a piece of corruption that signing. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was part of that investigation. So, so yeah, we'll we'll see how it goes. And plus, you hear, you know, you talk about the bench. You hear about Ceballos coming back now on loan again. You hear about rumors of one of Partey or Ouar, um 
that would be very exciting with Shaka still here, Torreira to go. So, you know, Aubameyang is going to put pen to paper. So, you know, it's coming, it's coming together. Saka at 18 is unbelievable. I don't want to take any minutes away from him. I don't care if he's, Bernie, you always say youngsters are going to be inconsistent. I don't care. Give him the minutes. He's it. You know, I don't say it on a lot of players, but my God, this guy, like, and he came out of nowhere. It was all the hype was about Martinelli and all the hype was about, you know, other people. And then he just came out of nowhere, played at left back, played at left mid, played at right mid, played number 10. He just did it all at 18 already. And I think he's going to be fantastic with Martinelli to come in as well. Very exciting. He had a great season. Let's not forget for the injury. You know what? As long as it's a fun season, that's all I can ask for. If we can sneak in top four, great. Okay. Um, I want to talk about Liverpool, but before I do one last Arsenal question, Mohamed, um, who are the players that you think will be sold? I think Socrates looks like he's gone to Napoli. <laughs> I th- like, Sorry, I th- it's funny I think because they would... wanted Gabriel and Arsenal signed Gabriel yeah, yeah, yeah. and now Napoli have to get Socrates. Yeah, you know you know when there's like no plan, it's like this makes no sense. How is choice A Gabriel and choice B Socrates? I think he's going to go. I think one of Bellerin or Maitland-Niles will go. Um, I think we're trying to sell Mustafi if we can. Chambers? Uh, Chambers if we can. Holding, I'm pretty... Uh, holding, they might hold on just for some value because he's young and he's English and, you know, you never know. He might have a breakthrough six months and then, you know, the same one he had, I think, beginning of the season or something. I can't remember. The t- timelines are now just completely gone <laughs> with Corona, but like beginning of the season when he got injured, that Old Trafford, Bernie, I think that was this season, wasn't it? Or was that under... M- oh, man. Anyways. He had a couple of games. So I think he'll stay. Lacazette is one that's interesting because if mm-hmm. you sell like, does that mean that Inketia starts every game central? Because we know Arteta wants to play Aubameyang down the left. We just know it works for his system. The way it works, it just works. So I don't know if Lacazette's gonna go anywhere. Because Inketia, I don't think is good enough. So there's a lot. I think Arsenal. A lot is gonna happen between now and what is it? October something or Fifth, October first? Yeah, so a lot, a lot is gonna happen. Like we're not, we're nowhere near done with our with our activity. Yeah, fair enough. All right, um, Bernie, Liverpool. Um, we asked at the end of last season, what can they do to strengthen? And I'm not being reactive. Like I'm not saying there's anything wrong with Liverpool. They they dominated most of the game and they lost on a penalty shootout. Whatever. Um, but I, do you have any concerns at the fact that we've reached? We're, we're about to start September. They've not brought anyone in yet. Um, Tiago umming and eyeing. I don't know what the holdup is there. Maybe it's it's the Wijnaldum thing. Um, I'm not concerned. A... Taking off your United hat. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I mean, my, my concern with them is that they're old, and it it depends what they're trying to do. Like they, well, Liverpool. The, the, uh, most of their players are almost thirty. So I, I'm curious as to what they're like. It depends what their plan is. If their plan is, you know, we're gonna have, you know another year of, of being this great team, then you don't have to do anything. But what's the plan? You usually start to see, you know, them start to sow the seeds of some type of rejuvenation plan, and there isn't one. And the fact that they're targeting Tiago, brilliant player, by the way, like any club should have him, absolutely. That's another 29-year-old. So I'm curious. Mm-hmm. The, my, my concern for them would be Tiago's injury-prone, um, now all of them had a couple injuries. As you get older, you start getting injuries. Milner is like ancient, you know. What? What? I just, I just don't really see what the, the long term plan is, and and how long can they sustain this for? Just because of their age, not because of motivation. 
Well, uh, they've got they've got Minamino coming into form now, so you know you got that going for you. Uh-huh. <laughs> Let's go. Uh-huh. Wembley killer. And then Firmino won't score goals, so like I, I I don't get it. I thought like forget the banter of Firmino, right? I thought you go and sign a striker who can do backup and can score goals. Like I thought that's what you they would have done, but I, I don't see it. Well, so you know, allegedly, like it, it, all year, all we heard was like Liverpool are going to get Timo Werner, right? Mm-hmm. And then the 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 reason that seemed to be given for not signing him was financial COVID. We don't know what's going to happen. So either they've decided, and and Tiago might be a similar thing. I don't, I'm not sure, but either they've decided that this summer isn't the time to spend given the circumstances. Or, like, they've got 50 to 80 million sitting there and they're waiting for the right... I, I don't know. I don't know what the what the issue is. But but, but outside of a starting 11, I, I, you know, they need... Like, the thing with Liverpool is they need a starting 11 every week to play very well and they're going to be fine. And not get injured. I, yeah, not exactly. Play well, not get injured, etc. I look outside the starting 11 and it starts to get a bit like, okay, you've got, what, Origi coming out of the bench. You know, not good enough if, you, you know, trying to win the league and the Champions League. Again, if your starters don't play every game and play very well, right? You've got Origi. Minamino, who do you got? Who do you got in midfield coming in? Keita, Keita, sure he, he can he, play. Well, he never yeah. plays because he's injured anyway. So that you sure. have to. Do you've got like no that. backup right back. You've got no backup left back. You've got who's your backup centre back? I mean, you can barely oh, get. They, a they, they, they did buy a backup left back to be fair to to Mikas, the Greek. Kid. Oh, the Greek guy. Sure, I'm just saying, like it, it doesn't fill you with confidence outside the starting eleven. And if they if they pick up a couple of injuries you know if Origi has to play every game for four months power cube power cube is it power cube gonna be sold i don't know i don't think power cube could be bothered (laughs) (laughs) you know like i agree upon it their their bench i said this to a lot of people who are talking about you need squad depth squad depth squad depth and i believe in that generally but liverpool have not very much in terms of quality squad depth it's just not there yeah, I, I would one one thing that that would scare me as a Liverpool fan is is a Trent injury. Like they've got a backup left back now. I don't know how good Simicas is, but Liverpool's recruitment has been really excellent lately. So I'm going to trust them on that one. But I'm surprised they're not in, as far as we know, for like a Max Aaron's or someone young who can come in as backup right back and like play some domestic cups and. Like What's that American right back at Newcastle? What's his name? What's he up? Yedlin. Yeah, <laughs> he's a bit of a power cube too, to be honest. <laughs> but yeah, Liverpool again—they'll make it happen. But am I confident that they're going to come in and sweep the league again? No. Also, it feels like—and again, preseason doesn't mean anything. But the little like clips and reports that I've read, apparently they're still drunk from celebrating. So, I, I you know, there, it's been a very weird preseason, right? Like, it's almost like a week off, go play again. So, have they gotten over that? Again, I might be looking for anything at this point just to, to, to degrade them. But, like, it just, it, it doesn't feel right. Also, the people, the people at FIFA, man, why is there an international break next week with, like, COVID and you got to travel to all these countries and play games? Like, just, mate, like, at least in the league, you're in the same country. And yeah, Europe, like at the club stuff, fine. But like an international break now, like, see, come on, like, this doesn't make any sense. So dumb. It's genuine madness, especially as like clubs are still getting their players back and discovering that they have COVID. Like, every day someone new, a new player has COVID. 
Also, what like, are they I, playing I, for? Because they've I already finished qualifiers for the Euros. So just like screw it until next year. Like I don't it's know. the Nations anything. League. If, if you're trying to if you're trying to reduce the COVID effect on football, first thing you might do is just say, you know what, no international football for a while. Just like keep it in the leagues, keep it in the in, in Champions League, and fine. Yeah, there's a bit of traveling there, but that's it. But there's no it, who's gonna host a tournament anytime soon with like millions of people traveling in. It, it's just not gonna happen. Seriously. I, I uh, frankly, I'm surprised that they let anyone go on holiday. I would have kept yeah. them in the team hotel, man. Like, <laughs> you're not going anywhere. Sorry. Well, we, we started creating a COVID 11, didn't we? It's looking pretty good right now. True. Big field, though. Di Maria yeah. Paredes and Dombele and Pogba. Like, that's a diamond for you. OR. And, and, and OR's got it? Yeah. yeah. And David Silva, too. Oh, yeah. man. You're killing it. In that I mean, this is a Pep Dream 11, this. <laughs> <laughs> Play one nine two or something. Yeah. Well, just make sure you celebrate Pogba's birthday and bring him a cake. <laughs> on 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 um, that's yeah, sorry. On um, I know. I'm just saying. Don't don't make the second mistake again. Oh, oh, I see what I see what you did. Yeah. Okay, good. Just just one last thing on the community shield. Maitland Niles penalties are trending on Twitter. Yo. And I, and I decided to take a look, and I was like, bruh, like you know, it. it I, he his penalties impress me, and you don't usually do like a whole thing on people's penalties, but he doesn't give a shit. He's just like whatever is going in, and I know he's it's such, going in. He's such an annoying player. He's so weird. At the beginning, he looked like he couldn't kick a ball, and now he's like the first name on the team. She's like, like who are you, and like what are you doing? You know what I mean? Like now we're begging him to stay. A month ago, I was like, you know what? Please get rid. Like he's not good enough. Like I just don't understand this guy. It's it's weird. I, I've seen that described as the most on-brand penalty of all time, and I can't yeah. disagree with that at all. It's the most well, I can't be bothered penalty, but it's so great. One thing I did notice was that um, Arsenal put, I think, almost all their penalties to that side, and Allison, who I think is probably one of the best keepers in the world, just didn't cotton on and kept diving the other way. And I was like, what? Aren't you well, speaking, speaking, speaking of keepers, we started Martinez. We have a problem with the whole Martinez Leno thing. You know, I, I don't know where, how I feel, but I just feel like Leno only lost his spot because of an injury, and he was fantastic. But people have short memories, and now Martinez is like you know flavor of the month. I just feel, I, I feel a bit unfair that Leno doesn't get his spot back. I don't know. I, I feel Leno should start the season, and we go again. I just, I don't know. Martinez obviously feels different. So I, I know what you mean, and it is unfair to Leno, but I think that's just football. And like, Arsenal went on a really good run yeah. form and and now won two cup finals in inverted commas uh, at Wembley with Martinez in goal, barely conceding. He's confident. He's playing well. I, I think it's one of those situations where you just leave it until there's a reason to change it. And right, right. You know, if they kick up a fuss, they kick up a fuss. Arteta will just look them in the eye with his beautiful face and calm them down. All right, it's transfer time. It is the transfer market, the Mercato, the whatever. Um, I've got a list. I'll go through it. And if there are any names that I've missed, this didn't mean I didn't mean this to rhyme. You can let me know. Um, I want to start with Aaron Moy. <laughs> um, and I've just written down his name and now I've completely forgotten to write down who he's gone to. But hang on, because it's re it really surprised me. You can, you he's can gone take your time, because I'm, I'm still recovering from the fact that we're starting with Aaron Moy. We're, so we're, we're going to edit this out. You know, this. <laughs> no, no, no. Aaron Moy has gone for four million to Shanghai SIPG. S-I-SIPG? SIPG. 
What, what, what can I say about Aaron Moy? Hmm. <laughs> well, he decided that he decided that what's the point of playing the Premier League if I'm just like fighting for mid table? That means go make some money in China. Which you know what? Whatever. Like he's he has the family. He wants to make money. He's not gonna win anything with Brighton anyway. It's not like it was Wolves or something. So I was like, you know what? Fine. Isn't he Australian? Yeah. So it's closer to home. Yeah, that's a good. Yeah, point. good for you. <laughs> yeah. I will say this. I mean, it depends. China's huge. If you're on the west coast of China, <laughs> the, the Chinese are not going to know what they're looking at. Yeah, he's no. a very weird looking human being. Oh, oh, oh. Also, you know what? You know what I just thought of? Yeah. I would pay. I would pay a hundred dollars out of my hard-earned money to watch Defoe play in the Chinese league and travel to Awaken. <laughs> <laughs> I actually would pay hundred bucks. Bernie, you want to explain that if anyone doesn't get it? I'm good. I'm leaving that there. <laughs> it's a whole TFC thing. I'm leaving that there. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Um, okay, we'll start somewhere. Uh, you know, we've, we've had a lot of Arsenal chats, so we'll get Bernie involved here. Uh, Donny van der Beek. Wow. Come on, Alex. I expected better from you. Uh, I've written down van Beek, and that wasn't helpful. <laughs> <laughs> Donny van also, der Beek. Tell also, us. No one, knows, no one knows who he is, so tell us a little bit. Um, Donny van der Beek, uh, center midfielder. A bit of a box van to box. Banter. Right? <laughs> like Gabrielle over here. Get off my face. Um, yeah, central midfielder who can play uh, more advanced as well. Um, really intelligent, quick passer, presser off the, off the ball movements. There's a lot of Thomas Muller comparisons I'm seeing, which I'm like, okay, bruv. But, like, he's an intelligent, hardworking player. To me, it's like Herrera and then some um, with his ability on the ball. But yes, also friends, a more though. forward player. So he good signing. Like he has friends on like who? Muller. Ah, yes, this is yeah. true. And I expect him to Lewin be a Golsky. <laughs> <laughs> He might not be as funny as Muller, but I fully expect him to be less irritating than both Ander Herrera and Thomas Muller. He seems yes. like a lovely little chap. Um, he's also, I think, the blondest player United have had since Peter Schmeichel. Isn't, isn't this the guy that's going out with Burkham's daughter? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, he's, Bur- got, he, he's getting tips from, from the greatest. You know? Bur- Burkamp will never so. visit, though. Yeah, you know, everybody's, getting, everybody's getting tips. Actually, everybody's wait. getting tips. Wait, wait, wait. About, uh, <laughs> um, the Eurostar, <laughs> the Eurostar, uh, just a travel chat for a second, just added a direct train from London to Amsterdam. So... Father Bergkamp can, can can pop by. Oh, he can! Oh, yeah. he's he's so happy. <laughs> nice. Um, but so where's where's this guy gonna fit in your midfield if everyone's fit? Because I mean, is Bruno gonna move to a number ten and then Pogba and Van der Beek? But like, none of them are really a whole player. Bruno already plays ten, and then Pogba yeah. plays with Matic deeper. What could happen is Van der Beek has played defensive mid a couple times. But I think against smaller teams, they might play the three of them, press some high, score goals, all that good stuff. Against the big, better teams, they're probably going to see Matic come in and then Van der Beek. Still Matic? Not like McTominay? Or, listen, or listen, you know me, I Fred. hate Matic, but Matic balled in 2020. So, like, I, I can't hate on it. He's, he deserves to play. But, the but thing it, sounds, that, it sounds like an area of, of a midfield that you should strengthen regardless of his form last season, like that holding midfielder that kind of, you know... Well. There, there are rumors around that, and we'll get, we'll get to that. But um, there's McTominay, Fred. One of the two will battle Matic, but then there's another guy that they're looking at. But with 
Van de Beek, it's either he plays Pogba's position. Well, he can play any of the three positions, right? So that gives you tactical flexibility to play him in any of those positions, which we didn't have before. So it's it's a very astute signing at 35 million pounds. I honestly, it makes so much sense. I I also wondered, um, and I I've not seen that much of him beyond his performances in the Champions League, which did really impress me. He doesn't seem slow. Um, it, like he's not as quick as you know the Rashfords and Greenwoods and what have you. But you could potentially play him on the right, quite narrow. Um, yep. Although I mean, Wamba Saka is not really an attacking outlet as much as as much as you, you might like to think. Five assists in the Prem. <laughs> Only one other guy got more than him. <laughs> Maybe you'd want a more attacking right back if you were to do that. But anyway, it it does give you a lot of flexibility, and you've got a lot of games. And Pogba's injured a lot and has coronavirus, so God knows what kind of state he'll be in. Yeah. So fair enough. Um, you alluded to rumors about a defensive midfielder. Yes. So. Thiago is probably going to Liverpool. Liverpool stump up the cash. That's where he wants to go. But uh, Christian Falk and the Bayern Munich tier one journals are saying that United are in. If Liverpool don't pay the money, he's interested in coming to United as a second option. And United are just there waiting to see if Liverpool are going to pay the money. So as a as a holding player, as the furthest deep lying, you know, playmaker or whatever. Oh, Thiago. It. Thiago Alcantara, yes. Wow, that's even crazier than the Van der Beek being down. So, I mean, you see the way he plays at Bayern. He's the furthest person back. Yeah, but Bayern, Bayern dominate a league that is like that, just like begs them for money. Like, no, it's not, it would not be the same at United. But, no but again, it's the same idea. You can play Van der Beek. You can play Thiago, Pogba, Bruno, Pogba, Thiago. It gives you squad depth, and you can play Matic in the big games when you need someone to hold. So they're. Confirm that we are absolutely interested in this. Now we're not going to get him. I don't every believe single, every single club in the world should be interested in Thiago. Like there's no, 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 no. This isn't. This isn't like everything. This is United, and this is like Romano. All these guys are saying this. United have called Bayern and said, "If you don't do the deal with Liverpool, we're ready to do a deal with you." This so is here's this a certified information. Here's a question. I'm sure we're going to talk about Partey, but this guy allegedly has a release clause of 43 million pounds. Mm-hmm. 50 million whatever euros or whatever it is i mean again we always think about how come just things seem to make sense how come not every single club that needs a defense midfielder is going for this guy i mean it just sounds like a good united side the problem is you do have matters you do have fred so it's not only about like what you can bring in it's also who you can let go but mm-hmm. i just feel like that's also would be a great option for a club like united if let's say you can offload the fred you know that didn't really work out that well and bring in a party Partey would be sensational as far as I'm concerned. But again, it's like kind of like what you said. No other club is interested or at least go willing to pay the money for Thomas Partey. And I don't understand why. I, I don't get it. Yeah, that, someone needs to explain that to me. Yeah, that's a bit of a, that's a, bit of a weird one. Because usually when you have a release yeah. clause that's so public and you're such a good player and you're, you know, I don't know. It's a bit of a red flag to me. And we, we've discussed this before, but it's a slight red flag in that I have a lot of PTSD from the Mustafi and Xhaka deals where Arsenal spent 35, 40 million on players that no one else contested them for. And it's like, if they're that good and no one else, why isn't it? You know what I mean? Anyway. Well, well, well you know what though? In this window, and, and just to talk about Partey in, in the context of Van der Beek, Van der Beek had, again, another report, this is, uh, I think some from his agents, not directly, but indirectly came out and said that there was a certified agreement with Real Madrid 12 months ago to buy Van de Beek this summer for mm. the 40 million. COVID, Real Madrid are broke. Like, they are shit broke right now. They can't do it. United said, thank you very much. 
I wonder if clubs that could buy Partey outside the Premier League just can't do it because they don't have money. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, the mighty Arsenal come in with <laughs> loaded pockets and can do the deal. With 20 million plus Guendouzi. <laughs> <laughs> hey, who we're keeping that, now, by the that's way. Our, that's our bid for Messi. <laughs> Anyway, um, oh, slight, uh, slightly tenuous uh, Arsenal link just to cover this off before we get to Chelsea. Uh, Arsenal uh, cancelled Mkhitaryan's contract. He is officially a Roma player, as is Pedro. So Roma, Pedro, Mkhitaryan, Perotti and Dzeko, oldest front four in the world, possibly. Wow, I didn't know about Pedro. Mm-hmm. Just, just like, I can't wait for Roma against Inter Milan. Can't wait. <laughs> Isn't Wheelchairs there, everywhere, man. The octogenarian of, derby. Isn't there rumors of Jekko being one of the Inter, was it? Yeah, Conte wants them. Because <laughs> he's old. He's, a, he's <laughs> over 32. <laughs> Conte oh, yeah. is an old git, and he's like, I gotta have me some of that. <laughs> That's true. Actually, this wasn't on my list, but let's talk about Conte wanting uh, Arturo Vidal. Bernie, take it away. On, like, like, no. Like, I, I'm... No. I cannot put him in my top five managers anymore. I'm done. I am done with Conte, man. Like, if Ashley Young didn't break me, this one will. What is this? Oh, and Kolarov. Kolarov. People I don't understand. I don't understand why the same players in football keep just getting recycled. Like, just, there must be a younger guy out there that is just better than Vidal, like, at this point, you know, in his career. Mm-hmm. There's and that you can sell for good money and you can, you know, buy for nothing and give him no wages. Like, there just must be some guy coming through that is better than Vidal. But, you know, why is it the same guy? Is it just laziness? You just, like, literally, like, us sitting here going, oh, well, which midfielders do we know? Well, I know Vidal, okay. Like... Can can I make a big claim here? I don't think Conte enjoys coaching. And I mean development. Let me put it that way, development. Mm. I think he's like, I know you. I know what you can bring. Make my life easy. Whatever, man. I don't think he's into this, like, you know, like Tonali. They said no to that. And I think he's like, bruh, I, I don't have to mold you. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Conte's like, I know I'm not here in a year or two. He knows that, yeah. right? So, like, why is he pissing around with developing youth prospects? It's like how I play FM. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. It's all about the next three games because I'm not playing anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's true. I mean, it's what Mourinho did, right? I think he, he seems to be taking a longer term view now, but like he would just bomb the kids out and think, buy old Mourinho, guys. Mourinho just took the whole all or nothing to heart, like literally. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh, speaking of all or nothing, Chelsea have gone for all. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Kai Havertz, uh, Thiago Silva, Ben Chilwell, Malang Sarr all announced in the last week. One every day. Abramovich ain't playing. Well, no. he took a hiatus, didn't he? Didn't he like stop? Remember, we talked about this in like a, last year, the year before. We said Abramovich has stopped caring, and he doesn't he just doesn't care anymore. And he took that, you know, he had the whole like passport issues with London. So he he's like, you know what? I don't care for this anymore. And then they got their ban, and you know what? We're like, he's done. Let's see what happens. Just is gonna crumble. And then he just woke up one morning and thought, you know what? I'm gonna spend me three hundred million. <laughs> this whole FPL thing I'm doing in real life, and he's back. He's just back. You, you, you know what? It's it's a mix of Roman being back and it's a mix of them because they sold a lot of people. Like, you know, with Hazard, I think they got 60 mil for, what's his name? Morata. They yep. got their money back. I think they Costa. sold Costa for like 30. So they've had this money just sitting there and they're like, 
here we go. Like, no pun intended. Like, they're literally doing that. And, of course, Roman is like, okay, Marina. <laughs> Make it happen. Yeah. No, Roman is like, you know, I mean, this is this is a guy who knows how to invest to accumulate. And he's like, the market is down. And this is where I'm getting mm-hmm. in. Even though he's paying top prices. Like, is it, you know, 50 million for Ben Chilwell is not a bargain or anything, nor is 100 million for Kai Havertz. But he's like, he's seen, he's seen the moment that we're in. Uh, as a Spanish person speaking in English might say, and he's he's taking full advantage of it. But it puts pressure on Bernie's favorite agenda. Okay. Because now, you, if you start the Premier League with Pulisic, Werner, Ziyech, Kante, um, Kai, Havertz, and Kovacic, and then you got Thiago Silva, anybody next to him, <laughs> potentially James at right back or Aspilicueta, and then at left back, Chilwell. And then, you know, maybe they're looking at Mendy, a keeper or whatever, even if you have Kepa. I mean, that puts a lot of pressure on you to come before. I'm, I mean, you better finish third with that team, at yeah. least. You, you have to. But again, this is the one time I'll feel sympathy for Frank because you have to integrate these people. That's a lot. That's actually not an easy thing to do to make sure that these people actually fit in within the system. And, and no one should tell me, you can't tell me that they actually thought about. So my, the team I want is, I don't think Frank was like Havertz, Werner, <laughs> Ziyech, and he was like telling like freaking Roman, this is how we're going to make this work. No, no. they're like, you want? <laughs> he goes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally true. Yeah, totally but they, true. they've had a good window. And again, you know, they always talk about how the board has to deliver and the manager has to deliver. The board delivered. Now it's solely down to the manager. That's it. It's in his hands. We gave you the guys you wanted, and, or not wanted, or we gave you good guys. Regardless if you want them or not, it doesn't work like that anymore. We gave you very good football players. Make it happen. You don't have Tammy Abraham anymore running up front. You don't have William who's getting old. You don't have et cetera, et cetera. But you know what? We did talk about Lampard really, really managing Pulisic very well. So if he can yep. get – again, it took a bit long because Pulisic is very, very young and American. But, like, <laughs> you know, if he can get – that same trend with Pulisic, but with much more kind of seasoned players in Ziyech and Werner and Kai, etc. You know, he might do something. Do, do you reckon guys... Lampard was tr- sorry, Bernie? No, good. Do you reckon Lampard was trying to just trying to speak to Pulisic early on, and like it just wasn't getting through, and then he worked out that he had to like say "bro" at the end of the sentence, and then suddenly like Pulisic got it. Yeah, Pulisic was on fire after that. <laughs> wow, Alex, go back to your igloo. <laughs> Shooting, bro. Uh, do you think they fix the defense though? No, Thiago Silva, you know, brilliant center back for the last 50 years, but he's 35 years old and Chelsea want to play a high line. I'm sorry, but like, unless you're putting a horse next to him who can sprint back and clear the ball away, there are going to be issues with this. Where's Colatore at his prime when you need him, right? right. <laughs> king, of, king of um, getting back and kind of <laughs> making up for his own mistakes. Seriously. Also, you know. There are lots of people talking about Chilwell and saying that he's not actually that good. And I'm like, is he? Is he not? Like, I, I thought he was good. I, I, I was confused by, it. like, it's a lot of, like, people saying that. I, I, what that probably stems from is, like, he passes the eye test, but he got three assists last season, which isn't in the top, you know, five or six fullbacks for assists. So, like... Oh, wow. That's pretty sad. He needs to work on his attacking game. Hmm. Maybe. Yeah, but the but then Lister aren't really a crossing team. They're not crossing to Jamie uh, Vardy, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More, I'm more of assist assisting you than you have problems. 
<laughs> but I think Giroud would have really helped a couple of his players. Like Giroud would have been good for Chilwell. It would have been good for Zia cutting in and do you know doing like that goal they scored in that friendly where uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. completely messed it up. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, "What a goal, mate! We started." Yeah. Huh? <laughs> Honestly, yeah. don't don't rule out a Giroud return. Because he gets written off every season. Every club yeah. he plays for buys someone to replace him. And by the end of the season, he's back in the team. That's true. That's true. But Ziyech, I'm very, very excited he's for. So he's like, like him and Mahrez battling it up for the silkiest left foot down the right side. You know, he's The gonna, silkiest it, North African left foot. Exactly. There's so much similarities. Just way too many similarities that you just group them together. But I, I love Ziyech since, I, you know, since they kind of that Ajax team came through. He just looks... Slick man, like let's see. He is the only thing with him is he's older than he looks. He's like 28. Oh, really? No, 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 yeah. what, he's like 26. Really? Yeah, yeah he's a bit older than that. All right, really cool. Yeah. I don't know. One of us should Google split it. it, split but, it, split yeah. it down the middle. Is 27. Yeah, he's 27, exactly. People, people are listening for the facts. Oh my god, he is 27. <laughs> there you go. Oh, get it. <laughs> yeah, they needed some experience and leadership in there, you know. So, um, on Chelsea, uh. Yeah. We, we we Kepa needs to be replaced. Like you're gonna if you want to beat Chelsea, shoot from forty yards. It's gonna go in. We had that joke, but like, isn't Onana available? Like I don't. Are, I ask. I ask. Will sell. What's what's his name? Onana. <laughs> what's his name? <laughs> that's for the slightly older listener. <laughs> oh, that's depressing. But man, that's funny every time. <laughs> I can't. I just can't. I gotta have someone. How can someone say Onana and you keep? <laughs> It's impossible. Yeah, you gotta it's say it's true. It's, it's, it's a law. <laughs> it's true. Um, but yeah, I think, yeah, I mean, Chelsea, Chelsea definitely did one, one of the better businesses, but they also are the ones that needed it the most. Like, I mean, you look at other teams, United were clicking into gear with that front three and you think you needed a striker, etc. but everybody started to step up that you didn't need it anymore and you got Bruno that really worked well for you second half of the season. So, you know, I think Chelsea really smashed this window. But, who else? We talked about Liverpool not doing anything. What about City? Did they do anything other than Messi, I guess, after we talk about any other things that City might be doing? But did they do? Uh, so they got Nathan Ake at the back. They got Ferran Torres to play wide re- replacement for, for Sané. And then, yeah, I mean... They've agreed personal terms with Koulibaly, apparently. Yeah, that came out that broke today. I, I mean, look, Koulibaly is a wonderful defender, but he's also 29 years old. They're going to spend... 70 to 80 million euros on him. Umpacano is cheaper, mate. Yeah, I mean... Like and they're not linked. Stuff, but like, I don't get it. It's th- This one's weird, man. Like The time to buy Koulibaly was two years ago. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know why they're doing this now. I, I, and, like, are they still doing this if they're getting on to Messi? Like, <laughs> that's a good question, because that's 100 million a year you're going to need to spend. Like, how, mate? Like, I... Okay, is do, Alex? What else do you have on your list? Because like it's almost messy yeah, time. We okay, we'll, we'll we'll do the other smaller ones and then we'll go messy. So um, Spurs completed the signing of uh, Doherty, right back, upgrade on Aurier. He's a good player, man. It's a very a Jose, Jose signing. It was twenty eight year old, like tall for a fullback, powerful that kind of thing. Yeah, and apparently this was the most George Mendes signing of all time because obviously Wolves, he's. His agent, he's Nuno's agent, and he's Jose's agent. <laughs> Everyone's like, how did they get him for just 15 million? I <laughs> wonder. Because <laughs> half of them are getting kickbacks. <laughs> um, <laughs> St- 
staying in the Premier League, you've got uh, Eberichi Eze. Um, Bernie, he's somewhat Nigerian, so not, I'm not somebody. Yes, throw to you. On <laughs> <laughs> what is this? He hasn't decided that, Bernie. You got to let him. He make literally that told everyone how to pronounce his name like a Nigerian. Bernie, unlike Bernie, unlike Jordan Ibe. <laughs> I will. I will tell you something. It's your fault that Alex said he is somewhat Nigerian. It's the it's because you latch onto anything possible with any string of attachment to Nigerian. And even when he's Nigerian, we still have to say somewhat Nigerian just to offset all the other non-Nigerians that are Nigerian. The only one that Bernie refuses to accept is Ross Barkley. No, fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather have the mini fridge uh, over Femi. Like that, that, that. <laughs> that guy's hilarious. Anyway, so yeah, he he seems like a dribbler. Him and uh, him and uh, what's his name on the wing? Zaha. He, yeah. He's really good. I'm I'm very excited about watching him play. My only concern is that he plays for Palace. So like, how much of the ball is he ever going to get? Yeah, that's probably the end of that. Um, but yeah, apparently Zaha could leave, and then it's all Eze's ball. That, that's every summer, man. Every summer, Zaha could leave. Doesn't. Yeah, Zaha leaving apparently is linked to Sancho if that ever happens. So we'll see. I, I've seen that, but it seems like an odd... Like Dortmund are going to spend like 50 million euros on a 28-year-old Wilfred Zaha at this point? Uh, yeah, they're linked yeah, to... Yeah, what happened to Sancho? Sancho stuff just like dead in the water, man. It started strong. It's personal terms agreed. 120 mil, pay the money. That's, that's, that's the story. 120 20 million euros. Pay it or nothing. And United are still figuring out if they're going to pay it. It's not a movie, man. <laughs> <laughs> this is serious. And Listen. then, leading into Messi, there's a rumor that... So, again, it's personal terms already agreed. Dortmund are willing to sell. They say they're not, but they're willing to sell for $120 million. That's the Romano angle. No one is official is saying this, but United fans are saying, if Messi goes to City, Barcelona needs to fill that spot. And Jaden Sancho wow. might be the guy that they... Like, there's no rumors, but we're, we're like, that uh, could be... that. It makes sense. Yeah, it but Barca don't sense. have 120 million. They just don't. Well, there's no... I think... Alex, are you done? Because maybe we can get into it now. Because there, there I have was some one theories. More. There was one more. So let me quickly do this. Um, Leeds are signing Rodrigo for 30, 35 million from uh, Valencia. Like... This is a, I mean, by far Leeds' biggest signing, right? Unless David O'Leary spent that much on like Seth Johnson back in the day. I, I think no, this is their biggest now because their biggest was real for like eighteen. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Rio tweeted about it. Yeah. Oh, did he? Yeah, of course. Um, and we talked about Hamas to everything. We kind of did, right? Oh no, we didn't mention that. Yeah. That'll be Everton. exciting just to see him in the Premier League. You know what I mean? Like I don't care how Everton do. I just want to see good players in the league. So fine. You want to bring me Hamas for my entertainment? Do it. Yeah. That's fair. He can compete yeah. with Gilfi Sigurdsson for free kicks. Like uh, at least, at least if Ozil's not playing, you get to watch some silky left-footed number ten. It's true. You know? I think we 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 firmly established Mohamed's type here. Left yeah, footed. oh yeah, oh yeah, left, left footed footed is... number ten, no physical ability, and love. He <laughs> <laughs> likes to be able to relate, you know, and, and the potential to earn a huge wage and do absolutely nothing for it. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of left foot, um technical and amazing let's talk about Messi all right so yes in case you guys didn't know Messi is a very good footballer mm. um he's quite good yeah uh, and Barcelona are a force <laughs> <laughs> doing every minute and I'm so glad you know how we talk about in the past how just Messi doesn't have doesn't seem to have the balls he's just like he's happy he's comfortable I think he's had enough it's 
Buffett's built up the last three years. He's carried them on his shoulders, La Ligas and all, and cups and stuff that they did not deserve to be since since Neymar left in 2016. Now, now what? Like now, Messi's like, I'm done. You know, I thought it's all a bluff where he does this and he puts pressure on the board so the board leaves. And then Messi's like, okay, final stay, everything's good. But not going to the COVID testing, not showing up to training, pretty much souring his relationship with Kuman because you know it, it, it feels like there's no turning back here and. Valdano came out saying Messi's, you know, either going home or going to another club. There's no other option, right? Like, there's no third solution. So this actually might be happening, which is insane. And if in my lifetime I get to see Messi play in the Premier League, you know what? Like, I might tune into City games before the Arsenal game. Like, that, <laughs> you know what I mean? So now, first of all, are you guys excited about having Messi in the league that you watch day in day out and not having to tune into like Barca games? Is that a thing, or you, or you guys are not like where I am? I mean, I don't turn to Barca games anyway. But uh, yes, like having the best player in the world in in your league is fantastic. You know, you you want you want to have that. You want to see. You know, there, there's a banter side of it where you want to see like, oh well, he didn't do it in other places and whatever. Like you want to end that, so that that'll be fun. You also want Stoke to be promoted in Messi's lifetime, <laughs> so we can end that one as well. Um, but at the same time, yeah, I would I would love to see him in the Premier League. Like, why not? Like, it, it would be a good story. It would also add to the fraudulence of Pep Guardiola if he, everyone's in Champions League with with Messi because you have to put an, ast- an asterisk next to it. Or does it? <laughs> you know, or that would does be it. better, to be honest. Like, Messi failing would be interesting, wouldn't it? But mm-hmm. no, you got you got to have him. I'm just I'm still not convinced that this happens. That, uh, that's why I'm not too excited. I think it's just it's just incredibly hard to imagine. A because Messi's been at Barcelona for donkey's years, and B because the amounts of money involved are just staggering. Like all all football transfer amounts seem surreal, but this is right. this is next level. And so let's let's talk about what La Liga said because basically Messi had this thing in his contract, right? Where like at the end of was it every season or specifically this season? Yeah, in May he's allowed to say I'm done and I want to mutually terminate the contract. And Barcelona have argued that, well, it's not May anymore. We're into August. So that no longer applies. And Messi's people are saying, well, the season ended in August. That has nothing to do with us. So, you know, it's the end of the season. And La Liga have ruled in favor of Barcelona, obviously because they want to keep Messi in place because Mm -hmm. there goes all their money. So what they're saying is, someone doesn't need to necessarily meet his 700 million euro buyout clause, but they would have to make some kind of transfer arrangement with Barcelona. And you would think that Barcelona would want at minimum 150 to 200 million to, to, to let him go. Well, this is the thing though. And, and La Liga, you know, La Liga fans who are listening and I don't know why they would, but <laughs> um, you love your league. All good. Everything's great. But Take it from us outsiders that look into the league and kind of follow it from afar. When Messi leaves La Liga internationally, it is finito. <laughs> like no one's tuning into Clásicos as much anymore. Like no one's watching Barcelona games here and there. Like yes, if you're a hardcore La Liga fan, obviously that's not going to change. But from outside the international pull, it's pretty much gone. So La Liga want to do everything they can, obviously, to keep Messi for as long as as long as possible, because that's all their money, that's all the sponsorship, that's all the pull, that's all the TV, you know, rights. I'm pretty sure the rights to buy La Liga will plummet with Messi. Leaves. It's not going to be the same money. There's no way. Uh, absolutely. He's absolutely. that big. He's that big. He, he's that big, and like 
when Ronaldo left, you already saw the interest in Classico dip, like, seriously. Oh, yeah. oh, and yeah. then, like, like I don't think anyone cared. It's like, whatever. And now, like, Messi leaving? Get out of my face. Like, like listen, they can still win the Champions Leagues and win the Europa Leagues, and you can still say it's, the, you know, technically the best league in the world, whatever. But it will say it again, the most entertaining league, even, even with Liverpool winning by 30 goddamn points, is still their Premier League, and it will be even more so if this man leaves for the Premier League. And I think we're saying that because... We know PSG are the only other club that can do this, potentially. Um, no one in Serie A can do this. Uh, and then Man City, of course. I don't even think PSG are going to do it. But listen, I know and I understand City just beat FFP. I get it. FFP is a nonsense and there's corruption everywhere. But on my life, I would love <laughs> to see the justification. Anything over $150 million and his wages, I want to see the accountants from UEFA at the freaking Etihad offices right there on the first day. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. So, so is Messi going to play right Aguero central? Aguero at- what? Aguero who? No. <laughs> He's gone, mate. No, listen. There are two places Messi's going to play. One is up front, just doing whatever. And then the other would be as like a 10 or like one of the free eights, the like David Silva role, but like with no defensive responsibilities. I mean, Kyle Kyle Walker better freaking get to practice because he (laughs) needs to defend for everybody down that right side. That's true. (laughs) Up and down, up and down. Up and down, up and down. And he better be as good as Alves up front and as good as like Kafu in defense. (laughs) He's like, what the hell did I sign up for? What is this? Um, well, who, who, yeah, like, and, and, if they did do this, right? We know they have to. Like, I don't care. They have to sell. Like, I heard people being like, they can afford it. No, they have to sell people. Like, that's that has to happen. Who who's going and how much money can they generate? Gabby well, I heard you heard a lot of like you heard a lot of rumors of players going the other way to Barca in the fact that you know if Messi doesn't go on a free, like you said, there has to be some sort of you know you talked about Garcia the center back, Bernardo Silva is being talked about as dispensable at this point. If Messi does play that number ten. Um, you know, so you start to hear which players could potentially be part of the deal. These are the two names that did come out. But, you know, you could see that happening because if, if he plays as a number 10, then, you know, you don't need the Bernardo Silva anymore. You play kind of Rodri, De Bruyne, Messi, or you play Messi right. The problem is then where does Morris play? And, you know, it does obviously put, it almost creates more as much problems as it creates solutions. Oh, 100%. But sometimes... You, there's problems that you want, you know. I, I just I so problem. So Alex, who do who do Bar like who do Barca like what do they need? And then let's see who in at, at City they could like do a just a player. Mars, I would take Mars. I mean, I I don't think City will, will, would give up Mars, but yeah, Barcelona could absolutely use Mars. I think I you know none of us think that Gabriel Jesus is, is fantastic, but honestly, he's a player that Barcelona could could do with. Um, if you get offered Bernardo Silva, you bite the hand off. Like he is a world class player, and I'd be very surprised if City were willing to give Sterling? him. Sterling, but Sterling's no, not no, going no, anywhere. No, no, no. They need homegrown players. Sterling's not going anywhere. I, I just, I, I do think, however, that whoever they get, this is, and, and you know, Manid, you said that it could cause problems for City more than it could solutions. For Barcelona, as unthinkable and as horrible and as as heartbreaking as all of this is, it could be a very good thing. Like, Barcelona have bankrupted themselves keeping Messi. 
improving his contract year after year. Suarez, Pique, all, all these old guys, they keep giving the pay rises year after year, hundreds of millions of euros. This is kind of the only way to like blow it up, start again. You know, obviously you need you need the board to change. Exactly. But, but financially, this may, financially, this may be the only way out. For but them. Barca fans will tell you, yes, let's blow it up and start again. But I have no confidence in the board having the ability to do that. I have no confidence in the managers that they bring in. A manager like a pet back in the day that is able to blow it up and start over. Um, you know, they're not confident in the ability to sell money and buy good players. It's just... Messi papers over the cracks for so long. La Masia isn't a thing as, as it used to be. It's not producing the players it once was. You know, it just doesn't, you know, Zidane at Madrid is putting a lot of pressure in terms of his performances and he's doing really well. So Barca cannot afford to slip up at all. Like Madrid weren't even that good previously. So Barca could, you know, rely on Messi, paper over some cracks, still lose a couple of points in the league and win. But it just, a lot has to come together for this. It's not just Messi leaving. A lot others, uh, other things have to come together for them to make good use of this Messi leaving thing and turn it into a positive, which I just see it a bit far-fetched. I, I think if Barcelona want to make this work, the best thing to do is Bartomeu, like, leave, call an election today. Like, well, only thing yeah. is that election today means Kuman's out and Xavi comes in, but whatever. <laughs> Who cares about Kuman? Call an election today start your rebuild and tell Messi look give us one more year you go for free next year I don't care like because his contract is actually like finally finally up next year Mm -hmm. so if you can convince him or take him to court I don't care what you have to do but keep Messi as your employee for another year start actually rebuilding this damn thing and there, then let him go when you there, know that like you've done something proper. There, there are rumors coming out of Barcelona that Messi doesn't mind an amicable agreement where they actually get a fee for him. He uh, he doesn't have that. He's not. It's not just like I want to leave on a free on principle. It's like I want to leave. Sure. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you don't want to sell him. So he's saying, well, okay, but I get to leave on a free because of my contract. But he, the rumors are like he's okay with if the board says, you know, what, we understand you want to go, but let's get some money for you, seventy million, whatever it is, a hundred, whatever it is. Let's get it and move on, so the club can, you know. Do you think it. that if they call elections now and his mate Xavi picks up the phone and is like, bro, do it for me, you think Messi still wants to leave? No. I don't think Messi wants to leave. Like it, uh, obviously he's saying he wants to leave, but I just I think he'd he'd rather Barca be better in his state or better in his eyes with a better manager and a better mm-hmm. and a better etc. But there's also Pep. Pep's also his buddy. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, and, and Soriano I, I, and Bagirstein. Exactly. They, yeah, they're yeah. the guys who architected that whole success in the yeah. So right? so Pep is also his buddy. So Pep's on the phone and Pep's in Barcelona having dinners and this and that, and that's also playing in his ear, saying, you know what, come. You know, come to the Premier League, prove yourself in another league, win the Champions League for City, and that's done. Stamped. And if you do all those things, you could end up playing for a world-class coach like Mikel Arteta at some point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Of Pep. Yeah. yeah. NYCFC. Uh, that, that, that's another thing that was floated, wasn't it? Yeah. Like, City would get in for a couple of years and then... Well, pretty much Messi would be promised like a six-year contract. Three at City yeah. three in MLS. Like, that's pretty much a retirement plan that you're not saying no to. Or Man City <laughs> go. go and buy Rosario Central. <laughs> <laughs> or or old boys, new old boys, or whatever they're called. <laughs> and then go send him there. Like, look, it would cost the same amount. Or if not, if I, it would cost like 
Honestly, it would cost a tenth of the price of Messi to go and buy like new ones, whatever they're called. It's true. And go send him there to do his like. And bring no, Tata. let's go. Let's Tata. write this up. Let's write an open letter right now. Go and buy Newell's old boys or whatever they're called, and then send Messi there in three. Guys, this is genius. It is actually. <laughs> That's very very. That, that can retire there as a manager. Messi as a player. Just move everybody over there. Take take what's his name? Bravo. Move him. Yeah. Bielsa fitness coach, you know. And, and, and Luis Suarez can go with you. <laughs> that That's the point, actually. That, but I could see that coming up in the contract negotiations. Like, okay, you know, hi, Leo. Bagiristan here. What can we offer you to make this happen? And <laughs> Messi's like, well, I want 14 million euros every three minutes. And Luis Suarez is my neighbor. <laughs> and Bagiristan has to be like, and, well, we're not going to buy him to play for us. And Messi's like, no, 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 he just needs to live next to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he doesn't need to play. Yeah. <laughs> I just need to go and barbecue slow <laughs> meat over there. And he's like, essentially, make Matteo your director of football and we move. Like, <laughs> <laughs> your agent. <laughs> oh, man. Anyways, man. But that's crazy. Imagine, man. Imagine we start the season or whatever in, in end of September and Messi's playing for City. Like, it would be insane. You ever wonder if Matteo bantered him in? into this because you know how they call Matteo a troll like what if he just got so tired of being trolled by Matteo he's like fuck this I'm out a lot of you there's, there's an amazing photo of Matteo in the Bayern jersey like this is how he yeah, how he welcomed his dad home after that game <laughs> just in the jersey sitting there <laughs> oh man alright well that will do it we, we were going to talk about all or nothing but we've gone long with the messy chat so we'll do all or nothing another week it still goes on for another few weeks and we'll have more details to talk about by then anyway so um Keep your ears peeled for that. And we will talk to you soon. Bernie, thank you. Mohamed, thank you. Take care, lads. Bye. Thank you for downloading the Koshcast. Get in touch at underthekoshblog at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at under underscore the kosh. And for articles, predictions, and the full experience, go to underthekoshblog.com. 